big hello and thank you to all of you who are listening to week four of our Game Theory and Money podcast. Matt Money Smith here along with the big brain, Cynthia Freeland, and her 10,000 simulations of every single game every single week, giving you the information, arming you with information to sound smarter than all your fancy friends and co-workers when, it's come, when it comes to projecting football contests. Uh, Cynthia not only gives us the winner, but she gives you the exact score, and we all know that's how you really impress the folks out there. So, Cynthia, with your celebrated cerebrum, let's uh, focus in on some of your accomplishments from last week. Are you prepared for that? <laughs> Cynthia. Too humble? The way you're right. like, Cynthia. <laughs> well, because great. I said cerebrum. <laughs> Cynthia's successful cerebrum or cerebellum, although I think cerebellum's the part of the brain that is more focused on physical activity. I I'm good think. at that one, too. No. I think. <laughs> no, I think it'd be your stem. I think the stem is where all the intelligence comes from. <laughs> Cynthia's brain's got a heck of a stem on it. My brain, it's just a pretzel, and it's twisting and turning and regularly gets caught in dead ends. That's why we focus on what she does for this podcast every single week. Cynthia, you're too humble, so I'm going to celebrate you. 10-6 and six last week. You're now 31-17 and 17 overall in the year, but this is the big one. The way we kind of did it last week, and, and we'll probably do it similar this week we're still trying to work through this we're we're, we're kind of working through it with you the yeah, people that are know. listening let us know we called it like coin this. flip games last week the ones that you had a winner only 50 to like 52 percent of the time you were three of four in those the ones that could go either way and your model that gave a team like a 52 percent chance of winning versus 48 percent of losing you ended up going three or four in those and your confidence picks the ones that you said you felt the best about that were the most lopsided in your model, three of four. So seven and ten on your confidence picks of the year, I would say running those at a 70% clip. Hey, get that chin up. How about a big smile on that face of yours? Uh, way to go there, champ. Seven of ten on your confidence picks. All right, so let's get to it. Week four. And, of course, we can never project injuries. Injuries that transpire during a game change the outcome um, regularly. So this week, listen. This week Friday is going to be important, too. Because there's right. a lot of questionable players. And even the Thursday night game, there's a lot yeah, of people I mean, who may Peters. or may not play. Marcus Peters, Dalvin Cook, there's a lot of things that could change things. So pay attention and play along because that's how we make it fun. You've got to listen to the podcast and then follow along all through the week, and then we can follow up after. Yeah, and if you're listening after Thursday, what we just said was, yeah, it's just like that Thursday game, man. That exactly. was crazy, right? Exactly. All right, perfect. let's go with your uh, – let's go – What we'll call it just the tight contests. Mm-hmm. You know, like we said, the coin flips, the games that are just within a point um, kind of of one another when it comes to the way you project them and and how tight this contest was kind of based on your simulations. We got an AFC North showdown. Used to be a big brawl, three yards in a cloud of dust. Now with the Steelers throwing it all over the yard and Baker Mayfield and Andy Dalton and A.J. Green, all these dudes. I mean, it's become an offensive conference. So what do we have? Ravens, Steelers, biggest reason why a team wins. So I have the Steelers coming out on top 28-20 Four on Sunday night. This one has a 71.5% confidence index that the Steelers will, in fact, win. And the reason for this is because that Steelers offense is greater than, greater than, greater than the Ravens' defensive scheme. So basically what happens is we've seen the Ravens now three games. It's not a ton of data, but it's it's giving us something that's focusing on the front. They, they're focusing on creating pressures, and that's a really big a really big deal. But what you've seen Ben Roethlisberger do and – Oh, yeah, there's that guy, Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, they, they're going to spread the defense out, and really the secondary can get torched here, and that's where you're going to see them target. 
Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the number one defense in terms of yardage, top five defense in terms of scoring, taking on the number two offense. And I think you detailed it perfectly there. Offense beats defense. And look, this isn't 20 years ago, people. Defense doesn't win championships with the new rules, especially in the passing game. Tends to be offense is winning these games. So uh, if you don't think Joe Flacco can keep up with Big Ben and that arsenal of weapons, uh, totally understand why you would lean Steelers in this one. Well, and I also think that Ben can have some things go wrong, like interceptions, and they can figure it out, right? They can overcome that. Juju Smith-Schuster, his ability to earn first downs, shouldn't be underestimated. Like Michael Thomas, these are guys who like change the game when it comes to that and drawing coverage away in terms of Antonio Brown gets double, triple teamed. And then Juju Smith-Schuster's like, yeah, I'm just going to get a first down every single time and keep the sticks moving and really score points. So that's really what the biggest note here is. But I do want to give a little shine to the Ravens offense because little shine. Yeah, they've been they've been spreading it around this this season. And I have John Brown getting the touchdown, just in case anyone cared. Because really the Steelers defense well, They got two teams on a bye, so if you gotta yeah, replace a exactly. Panther or a Redskins player, you, then maybe need... John Brown's guy can get off the waiver wire. Exactly. And look, they have not been able some an underline an underline an underrated storyline or an underline if you will is that the Steelers can't replace Ryan Shazier the, the way their secondary is playing, the way that the middle of their defense, they have been struggling to replace that production in in the Shazier absence. So that's an underrated storyline underline for you. Yeah, I guess uh, just to put a button on it from from my aspect just be careful when you're you're kind of weighing the Ravens offense they had such a lopsided outcome against the Bills I mean 47 points you is know so who doesn't like that me yeah I know you don't <laughs> but I'm saying for the people no, out there, for, like, oh, sure. that offense looks pretty good to me well yeah they, they scored 47 points right. and held the Bills to three so that's going to skew all their statistics the second thing I would just quickly point out before we move on to the next one is much like I said about the Chiefs defense last week I'm going to say about the Steelers defense this week if you force three interceptions of Ryan Fitzpatrick, one of them a pick six, and that team still has an opportunity to win a game in the mm-hmm. final two minutes, you got serious problems on your defense. And so that's the middle of the defense in the that, Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I would say is if you want to put some faith in the Steelers in the long haul against elite teams, just kind of remember that they allowed the Chiefs to hang nearly 40 on them at their own place, and they picked off Ryan Fitzpatrick three times, one for a pick six, and the Bucks still had a chance to mm-hmm. win that game in the final two minutes. So I'm going Steelers by four. What do you think? Same thing. I'm, okay. I'm leaning Steelers again. It's okay. an offensive All league, right. and I think, you know, I, I love Juju. I think he is the perfect complement to Antonio Brown. I am a little bit worried um, about that Pittsburgh offensive line. It's been a little banged up. Absolutely. Um, it, it bends under duress. So, you know, when you think about that that Ravens offense or, uh, defensive line, the one issue I do mm-hmm. have, and again, you mentioned we'd know more on Friday, but I think we have – Eight, if I looked, if I remember right, I looked at the Baltimore Ravens injury report. There were eight guys on there that were either limited or did not yep. practice today when we're Friday. recording this. Friday, Friday, so, Friday, yeah, and that's, that's part of that seventy-one point five. That's that seventy-one point five. Yeah. And you know what? You at the top of the pod, you say I run ten thousand for each game. It's way more than that because every time there's an injury, I rerun, rerun the ten thousand. Yeah. So it's like a billion thousand. That's annoying. And I'll go. Uh, I'll go with you. I'll, I'm, I'm going to actually take the Steelers by even a little bit more. Okay, um, touchdown. I know you, you went four, touchdown? so I'll go I'll go six. How about that? A couple field goals. Okay. All right, let's go to uh, AFC West Tilt. Chiefs at Broncos. Can Case Keenum stop throwing interceptions? He's not going to throw an interception, I don't think. My model you does don't have not that. have okay. him throwing an interception. Well, not against that Chiefs defense. Nope. 
but he's not going to come out victorious in this one. I have 31-27 Chiefs. Ooh, tighter than I would have tighter imagined. Tighter than you might. Tighter than most think, as a matter of right. fact. Right. 31-27. On Monday night football, up in the, you know, it's not like Coors Field where everyone just hits home runs. Maybe it is. But Maybe it is. <laughs> but both teams are going to hit home runs, right? So 60.8% of the time the model projects the Chiefs to be winners. And the biggest reason is how Patrick Mahomes is scoring. So how this offense is operating. He's good versus pressure. There's this guy, Von Miller. I don't know if you've heard of him. He gets paid Never a lot heard of money. Of him. He's pressuring at an, an elite rate over 18%. That's ridiculous. But you know what happens when Patrick Mahomes is pressured? Nothing. He keeps throwing touchdowns. He does it in the pocket. He doesn't when he's on the run, he's not as good. So if they're gonna force him out of the pocket, that's gonna be the way that the Broncos will upset them. But my model favors the way Mahomes and this offense is operating, meaning in the pocket, taking the higher percentage throws, even if they look not high percentage because he's you know, giving it to Tyree Kill and like twenty five million air yards. So that's the real reason that the number one overwhelming reason. Yeah, I guess the a couple things for me, just quickly. I, I think, one, um, I'm always going to project the Chiefs to be in tight games against good teams yep. just because their defense is so bad. Um, well, you speaking know, of so bad, do you know how many first downs they've allowed? They've allowed this, – this is ridiculous. Probably the most. 92. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, it's crazy. Think of 70 as, like, a yeah. lot. <laughs> I said it last week. It's like you, right. you can't go up 21 points on a team and then five minutes later have a game tied. That's right. how bad that – and that's why they're rumored to be in this Earl Thomas conversation because they know they have to do something. They cannot continue. Um, this will be interesting, though, because, you know, with the rate, with the Chargers not having Joey Bosa, you already mentioned the issues you have with the Pittsburgh uh, defense. Now, the 49ers team is pretty good. Um, they were down Richard Sherman, but I do like that front seven. That's a front that can get after the quarterback. But I am anxious to see if – Von Miller and Bradley Chubb can can at least make Pat Mahomes uncomfortable. You know, are we finally going to see this young passer get moved off a spot, maybe feel some pressure and make some mistakes? It hasn't happened yet, and history tells you it's going to happen. It's going to um, happen. But if it doesn't happen this week, then maybe he's just an outlier and it won't. But I'm with you. I like the Chiefs. I just uh, I do like it to be a tighter contest than a lot. Tighter of people contest. Be 31 is not. I mean, yeah. that's a ridiculous number, but it's not kind of ridiculous for this offense. And I do need to say, part of the reason the Broncos are able to, in my model, score as many points as they are and keep it so close is because they're. You know what the Broncos O line is doing well? Blocking for runners. They're able to create a run game, and that really helps Case Keenum because when Case Keenum's under pressure, we've seen what happens for the first two games. He had a passer rating of one under pressure. That's kind of a very small sample size, but I always like ones. I'm going to change my pick. Do it. I am. Yeah, I'm going to say Chiefs big. Just because I just started thinking about it. I'm just not a Case Keenum guy. I don't don't think it's it's not happening. Quit trying to make Case Keenum happen (laughs) is what I'm doing here. All right, so yeah, I'm going to take Chiefs by at least a touchdown. How about that? (laughs) There we go. All right, so we differ there, I guess. Perfect. Uh, Jets. At Jags. Okay. 24-16 Jags. Did you think it was going to be the other one? Second. No. (laughs) Most definitely did not. Second highest confidence pick in terms of who's going to win the game. The Jags with 72.2% of the simulations turning out in their favor. And the biggest reason, this one should come as no surprise. What? So the Jags defense is good at pressuring people. And Darnold, when he's pressured, he turns the ball over. Yeah. He does, I'm, and, and look, they they were some bad picks in the uh, in the Browns game, but that's, that's going to happen. By the way, Miles Garrett, and now he's got to deal with Calais Campbell and Malik Jackson and and that Dante Fowler and that whole I was about crew. Say, You're Dante right, Fowler, and yeah. and in reality, 
I don't think like you look. I I kind of hate when people do that extension. Like, well, Darnold threw picks in college, so now he's going to throw pick throw picks in the NFL. Like, he can still be a great NFL quarterback. He can be your quarterback of the future. But when you're under pressure that much and you have to learn how the game, you know, when they talk about coaches saying like the game needs to calm to him or it needs to slow down, you're right, it does, and he'll need to figure out, you know how to not turn the ball over. Quincy Nunwa, who in my model does project to have the highest chance of getting a touchdown, I guess. Because he's the only receiver he looks at. Is the only receiver he looks at. And, you know, the way to beat the Jags, kind of that fake tight end sort of the way that they use it in what could be kind of like a tight end, right? So that's kind of the way that funnel defense sort of works. So for me, Anunua is a reason why they can, you know, get those 16 points in my model. And I got to give the Jets secondary a little shout out here. It, season over season, they've improved 22 passer rating points. So 22 passer rating points fewer this season than last season. And, you know, I always love talking about their safeties. They're some of my favorite to track in the whole league. Jamal Adams couldn't be more interesting to track for me. So this is one of the ways that it's actually like manifesting great these young guys in the middle Mark may uh jamal adams and then the corners complimenting them are actually affecting the pass yeah and they added to their secondary you know they brought in tremaine johnson who was uh yep. the highest paid corner i mean granted because it was a double franchise but still a very good corner so yeah uh they're better i guess the one thing i would just quickly add because i'm, I'm with you it's a lopsided game that the jags get healthy in a hurry and it's a lopsided contest but um sam darnold does not have a good offensive line in front of him and Sam Darnold doesn't have elite pass catchers. And Sam Darnold doesn't have an elite runner. Right. You know, Isaiah Crowell and Bilal Powell are not elite change the game, force you to stack the box runners. So I don't know what you want him to do, but Baker Mayfield, this whole one versus three last week. Stop it. Uh, I don't like that at all. Exactly. I don't like that the, at all. The, the guy has considerably more talent on the offensive side of the ball than Sam Darnold is working with. And the scheme that the Jets were running was uh, – Old head scratcher of the <laughs> highest proportions. So uh, exactly, and you not know, not playing that game. I think, like, look, we're not. I'm not a jet. I'm not like a as being completely like. I'm not a fan of anyone at, when we do this podcast, right? Like, I get mad at the Lions, but I'm not a fan. We're really lucky that we have Darnold sort of seeming to turn out and Baker Mayfield potentially turning out. And now Josh Rosen. Like, this is great. We want a whole bunch of good quarterbacks. You don't want a right. league of terrible quarterbacks. It's a good thing. I like yeah, it. They're, they're both going to be fine. Baker's going to be fine. Sam Darnold's going to be fine. Josh Rosen, eh, we'll see. Still anxious to see whether or not he can move around and get Oh, yeah, let's put him in healthy. the fourth quarter and when he's down yeah. by a billion points and have um, Khalil Mack just, you know. Exactly. Still, but see, again, just, him. I don't want to fast forward too quickly, but yeah, – yeah. That's the problem with Josh is yeah. he's not mobile like Sam Darnold, like Baker Mayfield, like Lamar Jackson. I mean, he that's a dude the dude who needs a clean pocket. Exactly. He just Climb wants the to pocket. go to Manhattan Beach Creamery. Exactly. All right. Put a hot tub in his room. <laughs> Eagles and Titans. How about these Titans? How's How about these about? Mike Vrabel Titans, huh? Mike Vrabel, Dean Pease. <laughs> How about these Dean Pease <laughs> Titans? Come from Credit the same the coordinators. School. Absolutely. Okay. 24-20 Eagles. So – this is a higher score than when you've seen the Eagles kind of – their offense hasn't gotten it together yet. Yes, Carson Wentz is back last game, and it was raining, and it was all a little a little nuts. And then you saw the Titans' ability to just blitz in all of these cool ways that were super effective, which is why – I mean, look, like – that game, 15 total points, Titans and Jags, is, like, hilariously low. But that's fun, right? Jarrell Casey, good job. So, ultimately, for me, the biggest reason that this one is close, but still Philadelphia comes on top, is now we see Wentz, and especially Wentz versus this blitz, let's go full Wentz, right? Like, we're going to see maybe we get 
Alshon Jeffrey back? That's a great question. That's the Is word. that going to happen? That's that's the rumor. Um, but they're going to have to account for his ability in the run game, his ability to pass at every level. Those t- those tight ends that he has on his team, both tight ends are fully able to be used in ways that can just make sure that those exotic blitzes that Dean P slash Mike Vrabel are able to to basically um, manufacture, he can get past them, right? Like that that's kind of how Bortles checked down a ton. Carson Wentz is not a checker downer. Like Bortles. No, and Marcus Mariota still isn't right, and Marcus Mariota still isn't sold on using his legs. He's you don't tired usually win games by passing for 72 yards. Exactly, and that ain't going <laughs> to happen against not the a, Eagles. That's They're going to score yeah. enough points. So I, I think your Titans score, your Titans total might be about 10 high. I think this could be a 24-10 game. Is I, where, uh, or is the where new, if if that's the case, then it's going to be like 30 something because then the the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be on the offense the whole time and just scoring. That's that's how I see it going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, although I guess the Titans just they take the year out of the ball, right? They'll get you a few first downs in their run game. They'll milk the clock. Their time of possession will be kind of high, but they're going to be settling for field goals. How you know many what I mean? how many sacks do you think the Philadelphia defense gets? Because the middle of that Tennessee O line is. Yeah, the edges are great. Oh, I like um, the edges for sure. Yeah, the but edges the are middle, great. yeah, and that's where Fletcher Cox is. Yeah, so, I love Fletcher you know, Cox. But although that can play into that can play into Mariota, right? You push him up the middle, you force him to hit the outside, and then he's just going to have to use his legs, no matter how much he doesn't want to. It's like, hey, man, that's that's what you do. Just deal with it, get on your horse, and just get the heck down or get out of bounds. But I have two sacks for Philadelphia. Just so you know. yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll go twenty-four. I'll change it to nine since you say it would be thirty. You know, I can, I can have long clock draining drives by the <laughs> Titans that result in field goals. Perfect. Um, all right, <laughs> to the battle of the bees, the Bucks at the Bears, the old Soldier NFC field. Central showdown from back in the day when it's Packers, Vikings, Lions, Bears. <laughs> Bucks, yeah, Bucks were in that division. It was weird back in the day. It's what we had. Uh, but here we go, Buccaneers at Bears. What do you got? I have a twenty-four, twenty-two Bear Down victory in this one. Interesting. I, That's a lot of points given up by that defense. It sure is. And you know what I like about this one? Remember that smell like? when fall starts? You know, like we're both from yeah, the Midwest. Autumn. We get it. That autumn smell. I think that's going to be great, and that's going to make it even more not fun when Khalil Mack just crushes the soul of whoever courting back quarterbacking this team. And by the way, I ran it with Fitz, and I ran it with Winston, and the difference. Not that much. Winston much. is like a like here. I can use my baseball analogy here, right? So the strikeouts. So Winston is like a high strikeout pitcher, right? He's either going to strike you out, or you're going to hit home runs. Whereas Fitz, and not Fitz of weeks one and two, but Fitz over the course of who Fitz is, a more a more accurate profile of Fitz is a little more like a you know a solid like he gives up some base runs and he's just not the stri- high strikeout guy that you've got. He's not Kershaw when Kershaw's right. Good, you know, I guess so, I was thinking as a hitter. As opposed to, oh, but got I got it. you now. Now you're talking his pitching. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. He's pitcher. a junk pitcher is what you're saying. Yeah. Is I mean, that right or no? Middle reliever. Pitching to contact? Yeah. <laughs> pitching to contact. Yes, exactly. There we go. <laughs> Anyways, obviously Chicago's elite defensive pressure is really what changes, tips the scale. When Chicago's defense overall is very good. And when you kind of do the equation of like, this is how good Chicago's defense is versus this is how good Tampa Bay's offense is. And then you do the equation on the other side. It's more like Tampa Bay is great at stopping the run and will sh- slow Chicago down. But Chicago's defense is going to be really hard for Tampa Bay to overcome, even if 
we still have him on if the star comes back for what do you know that it's the number one yardage offense in the league right mm, it's three weeks i mean yes but, but that's what i'm saying is. technically yes. it is right okay it's the number one what passing offense in the league correct it's the number 30 rush offense in the league, and mm-hmm. they are taking on arguably the best exactly. pass rush exactly. in the NFL. It's right. not a good matchup for them. If you can't be at least kind of sort of balanced with Peyton right. Barber and Quiz Rogers, Right. Well, you mean 32 done. yards? That's not going to be yeah. enough. Yeah. 32 I mean, yards against the Steelers, yeah. probably not the way to do it. And you know what happens when you don't see a lot of yards or help on the run game? You see turnovers. And that's exactly what we saw with the three interceptions yeah. for Fitz. Accuracy goes way down when you don't have stability, when you don't have and a balanced see- attack. Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and Lenny Floyd pinning their ears back and coming after you. And all those passing yards have been what? I mean, uh, you know, you want to talk about, you know, pitchers. I mean, it's it's Fitz just pounding his mitt, pound, 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 throw. I mean, that you know, mm-hmm. deep balls to Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson. That's not happening in this game with that pass rush. Nope. It to sure me, it not. just looks like a bad – on paper, it, it looks like a bad matchup for the Bucs. It does. Um, and it, it's I'm a good you. Trey Burton touchdown. Yes, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I, I like, like Trey too. Burton in the middle of the field for Mitch Trubisky. I feel like it's a get healthy Mitch Trubisky game. It's like, hey, Jordan Howard's been running the ball well. You know, we've got a, a solid pass rush and a defense. We're playing these tight games. Let's see if we can get this Mitchell Trubisky Let's thing going it. because that's why they hired me. Unless he becomes Brian Billick, right? He's this offensive genius, and he shows up in town, and he's got this dominant defense, and he just rides it to victory because, hey, that's what I got, so I'm just going to change my game plan and whatever. All I is saw well. Coach Billick today. Is that a yeah, sign? Yeah, he's in the office today. I saw was him. A sign. That, I Maybe that was like a, a seed that was planted in the <laughs> recesses of my cerebrum. Um <laughs> I'm going to go Bears bigger than that. I'm okay. taking these big. You're, you're going tight. Good, I'm like going it. big. I like it. I'm going I like Bears it. Go by, a, by a touchdown. All right. Uh, and and guess what? The controversy will be on. When, whoever starts, whoever starts, it'll be a controversy. Does the same fits, person who starts finish? Thing. I'm going to go with no. Yep. No, I'm with you on that one. I'm going to go with no. Yeah, no, I agree. Bengals at Falcons. This one's a big one. I got the Falcons big at home, 28-21. Why? Why? Atlanta, their offense is so multidimensional. Yeah. They can establish a run. They can manufacture a quote run game by pass catching running backs. And Matt Ryan, by the way, he can deep. He can pass deep now. And the red zone, eight for eight. I mean, look, I that's to me that's a very, that's a lot of um, eight for eight is not enough data for me to say that they fixed their red zone problems. But it is a step in the right direction, and especially against the way the Cincinnati defense plays their linebackers are where you target Matt Ryan can target anyone at any level so really targeting the Cincinnati linebackers is how Matt Ryan will score most of his touchdowns yeah hello Calvin Ridley someone that we talked hi. about uh, hi Calvin Ridley draft. yeah just a <laughs> tactician uh, a heck of a route runner and and a perfect compliment to Julio Jones if you're going to leave a corner out on an island with Ridley he is – I'm not – it's a stupid thing to say, but I'll just say, I mean, when you think of Ridley, think of someone like Keenan Allen, where mm-hmm. the size isn't going to blow you away, the straight speed isn't going to blow you away, but when you watch him run routes, he is so good getting in and out of his breaks and being where he needs to be for an anticipation thrower like Matt Ryan. And it's just a perfect marriage. And I think when you have that balance, like the only reason they lost that game last week is because they lost the coin flip. You know, whoever <laughs> know. won that coin toss was going to score a touchdown and win that game. I mean, that's just – that's all it was. So I'm with you. I, I, I don't think – since especially with a banged up AJ Green right. and, and a banged Mixon. up Joe Mixon, they're not going to be able to keep up. Right. I'm, I'm with you. Andy Dalton, though, you. I'm going to give Andy Dalton a little bit of just one little. I'm sticking up for Andy Dalton here. I went through and watched that last game again this afternoon, and three of his four picks weren't even his fault. There were like weird things that bounced off someone's back, like ricochet, all that stuff. And yes, the Falcons are missing. They, they added um, Ricardo Allen to the. Um, 
IR. He, I think it's his Achilles. I can't remember, but he is now gone. Another safety. So they are missing pieces on this defense, which is Lots. why what scores as you know as high as it is overall. And Tech McKinley didn't play last week. That was crazy. Honestly, I don't know if Tech's he's limited in practice as of the closest time to to taping this pod. So there is a way for. I'm, I'm not. You know, the model no, does project defensively. Being, they're a mess. Right. They're an absolute mess right. defensively. And You're right. So, so that's it, it's totally possible. But the problem is, is when you don't have the run game and you didn't have Mixon. Yes, Giovanni Bernard scored a touchdown, so fantasy people love him. But the impact of Mixon on every down is a lot different than Giovanni Bernard. And by the way, I have 71.2 percent in favor of Falcons. Just, just so you know, pretty big number there. Pretty big. Pretty big number yep. there. All mm-hmm. right, I'm with you. I go Falcons. Um, now these. This, this is another category for us. Yep. And these are, you know, consensus says, you know, that, that these games should be a certain outcome. Your model says, nah, I'm kind of My model says, from step you. back. Exactly. Step back. I yeah. got either a, a bigger win or a tighter game. Uh, so slow your roll. Or maybe an roll. upset, you know? Slow your roll. Slow your roll. I uh, I mentioned it. We're going to start Bills at Packers, and I'm going to start here before you give us your big uh, your Do big it. score. But I saw it in the second half, and I don't know what the hell Brian Dable was thinking in the first half against the Chargers. But for whatever reason, he just had Josh Allen sitting in the pocket, and the Chargers were teeing off on him. Second half, he came out. He cut Allen loose. There were designed runs. There were ad-lib runs. And that dude is a nightmare to bring down because he's fast, and he is freaking huge. Just think of Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> that kind of size or Philip Rivers that kind of size but an athlete a guy that can stride it out and run a 4540 um, and that's what he ben did against the Vikings I mean you know he was remember Ben used to be and now he's just kind of big and and lumbering and and Josh is spry and athletic and I mean he's like stiff arming dudes and juking dudes and if you deploy that it's just it's a it's a can it, look it's not cam but it's that type of weapon I mean a big ass quarterback that can pound his head into the middle of a line and push a pile forward. Would you call him a rootin' tootin' highfalutin' son of a gun from old Wyoming? He is. That is exactly right, and I love that. I absolutely love that analogy and that reference. Uh, All right, enough of my... Yes. What do you got there? 27-19 Packers. Yeah. I think people think it's going to be a much bigger Packers victory because, of course, at home and Lambeau Field, and it's it's going to be cold there too. But, yes, I do have them winning in 70.7% of the simulations, but it's not crazy. It's not so totally crazy that the that the Bills really just kind of let that Josh Allen flag fly and let and let some interesting things happen, especially against a secondary that is targetable. In fact, if you are super duper duper desperate in fantasy, Kelvin Benjamin is actually considerable. Depending, that's on how crazy you play. talk. I know that I know is crazy, crazy talk. talk right there. All right, but look, G- Green Bay is going to keep their offensive balance. I actually think Aaron Jones will see an uptick. He had six six yards per carry, but only six carries. And it's and the other thing, and the one thing I have to give a shout out for, and you're, you know. Shout out. Shout out. Um, Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes owned the left side of Minnesota's O-line. He owned Riley Reef last game. Jerry Hughes, so big pressure guy from the Bills defense. He I was impressed. And those turnovers, the reason that the Minnesota game, the Bills beat the Vikings because they got pressure and caused turnovers early in the game and they kind of never were able to like get right after that. So Jerry Hughes, good job. I'm proud of you. I'm yeah, looking for good it, things. Um, I like the Bills. He did it to the Chargers O-line in the second he half did. too. Uh, the third quarter, I should say. And then they adjusted. But 
Uh, I'll I'll depart. I'm going to go Green Bay big, two touchdowns. Two um, touchdowns, okay. Yeah, just because when I look, I mean, you mentioned Hughes, but when I get beyond that, I see Trent Murphy, eh, Kyle Williams, old, Starlow Tulele, eh, Milano, eh, Edmonds, Young, Alexander, love, love them, but eh, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just mm, EJ there's needs, no, Their corners aren't terrible either. Eh, you got to give them more yeah, credit. Tr- there's, there's Tredavious White. I mean, they, I who's like good. White. You know, Tredavious is yeah. good. Everybody else Great to me on that too. defense is just kind of. Trisynthia. Eh. Me, to me, you know, <laughs> I'm looking so, for a nickname like Matt Money Smith. Tracynthia is nah, going to be want something that, that trust me, <laughs> 45 year old man who's got to call himself money. It's horrible. Um, so I'm going I'm going a 400 yard Aaron Rodgers passing All day right. you okay. know, two touchdown victory. Uh, Texans at Colts. OK, so I have 24, 23 Texans. So they oh, go on the road. Talk. It's not crazy talk. I just felt like saying crazy talk. Listen, this is the least certain one in my model. 50.4% of the simulations come up with the Texans. Oh, there we go. So so you're right. It's totally crazy. Um, But ultimately, defensive pressures are coming back, and Deshaun Watson has positive indicators. So here's what it is. Deshaun Watson's been under pressure for almost all of his snaps. Okay, not almost all of them, but uh, the greatest percentage of his snaps. And they will get it together. They will figure it out. Lamar Miller flags as someone who's playable and fancy. I can't even believe I'm saying that. But it's one of those things where the indicators for like the week before success happens in the past. So when you look to see when you in the model, what it does is it searches for things that are like other things. So when you see a team that profiles like the Texans and profiles like what Deshaun, what we saw from Deshaun last game and what we saw from J.J. White getting those pressures back in gear and really them all working together, it does profile for wins. It's hard to say, but if it's going to be this game, but this is one where that O-line is targetable. I hear you. I have no problem with that. Um, I guess my big problem is I just don't buy the Texans. I think this is one of those teams that's a mess after the first quarter of the season. And you start hearing all the whispers about head coach and, Boy, what happened to our quarterback? Remember when he was great? And Nuke Hopkins starts complaining because he's someone who really likes getting big stats. And Oh, wide receivers like targets? I've yeah, never heard the that before. The further away you get from the ball, you know, the more you start barking. You want to know um, a cool stat here? I got a great one for you. Researcher Bill Darius found this Darius Leonard, I do. Bill well, my, found my this. My favorite rookie, not Love named it. Derwin James. What do you got? What did okay, our so man Bill find us? Watson hasn't won a game when trailing at any point. That's a great stat. <laughs> Well done, Bill. A plus for Bill. That's incredible. That is a great one. And he, all you have to do is go up. Just go up and, and watch his toast. That is good. That's uh, incredible. Dude, yeah, this guy, Darius Leonard, who is it, – it, I don't even know what he had last week. I think it was something like 16 tackles. Yep. I think he had 14 tackles uh, against the Redskins. I mean, this dude is he, he's, he's omnipresent. He's ubiquitous. He's everywhere. I mean, it is crazy how good this rookie linebacker has been for the Colts. And he's so good, Absolutely. he's made Marcus Hunt relevant, uh, a guy that was like an ultimate bust and a big swing by the Bengals. Um, and th- those two guys have just had a huge impact. And we all know Malik Hooker is great if he's healthy and on the field. So they've got – I said this last week, now I'm repeating myself. But I just – do yourself a favor – Watch if you if you have an opportunity to watch some Colts. Uh, get yourself Game Pass from uh, NFL.com. Yeah. Get the Game Pass and watch this guy out of South yeah, Carolina watch their State. Okay, and it's it's impressive. But what about Andrew Luck? They didn't put him in for that hail mary at the end, and then you he's look got no back. Arm strength, yeah. That's crazy. Then he's basically the lowest air yards and the lowest air distance, something like seventeen point five yards. That's crazy low. Like what's going on with that's terrifying to me. If you're you know 
Is it? Are they? Yeah, but it's like under it six yards count? per attempt. Right, it's five point five. Is yeah. is it a pitch count? Is it a like what? That's crazy. So I, that is. one's that one to me is that's a tough one to reconcile when all that pressure is going to be coming in his face. Well, and I guess that's that maybe that's a positive, right? If if Andrew if Andrew Luck can't hold on to the ball and try to push it downfield like he has throughout his career, maybe it gets it out and he doesn't have to contend with that pass rush because he's forced to do that. You know, it could almost to some degree be a blessing in disguise against this Texans pass rush that he's just got to spread it out to his backs as tight ends. So are you going Colts? Kind of these these short, I am, yeah. Go Good. Colts. Go different. I like when That's you're different right. for me. Let's I'm do it. going Colts. Uh, <laughs> 49ers at Chargers. What do you got? Well, in a shocking turn of events, the Chargers come out on top, 31-17. Whoa, I don't think anyone's shocked number. by that. It is a big number, but it's the most certain in terms of who actually wins. 81.1% of the time in the model, they turn out to be the win. That shouldn't be surprising at all. But 31-17, two touchdown difference. Biggest reason, super easy one here, injuries. Quarterback substitution, C.J. Beathard is – there's a lot of stats that can show why he's a lot different from Jimmy he's Garoppolo. He's not accurate. You right. know, that's the difference. Lot, Garoppolo's so accurate. Take the word different as a nice way of me saying – I'm trying it's to be euphemism. nice. Yeah, yeah, got it. Um, <laughs> and obviously, Joey Bosa being out is a big deal. I think we just saw something that he's going to be out until their bye week. So that's what I heard. Yeah, I heard that a few weeks ago, and that's finally public. Way to yeah, not tell us. Well, you know, Chargers you hear things and they tell guy. you not to say anything. But um, yeah, you know, anyway, and this is a big one. This will set the tone for the Chargers. They have a very favorable stretch. You know, yep. Niners, Raiders, yeah, and uh, by the Browns way, and Titans. Richard Sherman's gone. Right. I mean, there, there's so many things that are missing. There's so many pieces that are missing from this 49ers offense and defense that really drives the difference there. Yeah, I mean, look, they still have a really good front seven. Um, Absolutely. That line, and, 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 you know, the Chargers' yes. offensive line is down two starters. So that could be maybe a path where they present a challenge as Armstead and Buckner and, and Solomon Thomas, and then you got those linebackers. Armstead's, Armstead is impressive. Yeah. So I think that's that may be a way for them to stay in this, but I think with Matt Breida banged up, with Alfred yep. Morris out, yep. now you can't lean on a run game. Yeah. Uh, Marquise Goodwin it's is still hobbled. Great, it's not a great spot for C.J. Yeah. Beathard. So I don't need to add much to this. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, no. I think we can I, move on from this one. Yeah. <laughs> I, although, while I do not have much to add to that, there is something I do have to add here because this is important because we like taking care of you people, our listeners. So if you are interested in being as comfortable as you could possibly be with your undergarments in particular, look, you get all bound up down below, and next thing you know, you're kind of moving around and you're adjusting yourself and you're in a meeting. And everyone's like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Over here, look, take care of yourself. Mack Weldon, I'm talking underwear, socks, undershirts. They look good. They perform. And they have, you know what? What did you just say, Cynthia? You just said it was uh, a euphemism, right? You are using a euphemism to try to take it easy on someone. The folks over at Mack Weldon, they use a euphemism as well. They say that their undergarments are antimicrobial. You know what that means, Cynthia? Would you, would you like to know what that means, that they're antimicrobial? <laughs> Please tell me. It means that they eliminate odor, all right? You smell. That's the reality. Maybe that's your problem. We all have our issues. If yours is that you kind of get a little ripe by the end of the day, then this could help you out. Look, they're very comfortable. I speak from experience. I'm a big fan of the tartan print. I happen to like trunks. Maybe you like the 8-inch boxer. Whatever it is you're into, give it a go. And you really you don't lose anything. Why? Because if you don't like your first pair, just keep it and they'll still refund you. That's how confident they are that once you try out Mack Weldon, you will find your undergarment of record. 
for the rest of your life, and that's no questions asked. So uh, I bought it because, well, I smell. I smell terrible, and I was tired of being that guy around the office that everyone's like, oh, boy, here comes money. I always had my nose in my pit trying to figure out if I was pitting. <laughs> I just can't. What? That's when I found Mac Weldon, and you should too. All you got to do is visit MacWeldon.com. Enter our promo code Game Theory when you get to checkout. That'll give you 20% off your first order. Try it. Again, if you don't like it, tell them you don't like it. They'll refund your money, but you get to keep your socks or your underwear. You know, I would recommend the underwear. That's me personally. But, hey, whatever you're into, give it a go, though. Mac, M-A-C-K-Weldon.com. Enter our promo code Game Theory. Cynthia gets very uncomfortable with these conversations. No, I don't. She I knows. She's got to be around me. It's okay. I'm comfortable saying it. Some of us need to use, you know, the heavy-duty stuff. <laughs> Thankfully, Mac Weldon has allowed me to enjoy my uh, all-natural Tom's deodorant once again. And I'm proud to say that. I'm not uncomfortable at all. My cheeks hurt. <laughs> Don't get your cheeks to hurt, Cynthia. It's okay. It's okay. I know it's awkward of all the shows that we do the Mac Weldon read for. I'm not. Maybe I'm not comfortable doing it around you, but I'm okay. I'm a guy who puts it all out there, and I'm comfortable with who I am. So, MacWeldon.com promo code Game Theory. You ready? I'm ready. Dolphins at Patriots. Twenty-four twenty-one uh, Patriots there. Okay, twenty-four twenty-one Pats. Okay. Sixty-one point nine percent of the simulations have the Patriots winning. Pulling it together now. I really am. Pull it together. Get it together, Cynthia. There are here we some go. people here who I fake laugh at because I'm trying to be nice with them on TV, right. but you're not one I of them. I appreciate that. I, I, I know would what never my problems fake are. laugh at you. I would you never know, fake laugh at you. We it's all have real. our issues. I, I recognize mine walking around the office. It's okay. Why do the Patriots win? How do the Patriots get right against the Dolphins, who are 3-0? and And by the way, what's Ryan Tannehill's record before he got hurt? Like ten, isn't he like eleven and one in his last twelve games now, or something like that? Yeah. Well, credit Crazy. to credit to an old dog learning new tricks, right? Like RPOs right? and and trick plays, Turns gadget plays. Turns out gadget plays do work. Um, the interesting thing for me on this one is the fact that the Pats defense has not been letting them get off the field. So if you count yards after contact plus yards after the catch, no defense has given up more yards after either a catch or contact than the Patriots so far. So they're not tackling well, right? Like that's that's right. what you can say from that. And because of that, they've kept their offense off the field. So they went from 72 plays on offense in week one to 47 in week three. That's really hard. Week three against the Lions, right? So if you're going to do that, and then on top of that, if your offense is not going to be efficient in terms of scoring, then you're not going to win games. That's just the formula. So both of those things are going to be corrected. So starting they got to get right. Forward. Yeah. And, and really, their offense will get back on track. I mean, right now they're averaging 300 yards per game, and I have Tom Brady slated to pass for 300 yards, actually more than 300 yards in this game alone. So part of the way they do that is exploiting matchups like you saw in the beginning of that Dolphins game. You saw the Jordy Nelson. They they picked on – Rashad Jones didn't play at the last minute, so they picked on kind of an, a favorable matchup that they found in the middle of the field. That seam route, he was, it was, he was great on that, and they just kept going to it. And really it comes back to Tom Brady does not he's, – he's the most cerebral quarterback out there. He can find those matchups and exploit them. You're right, the deep passing isn't there. It'll come back this week and in future weeks. I still have the Patriots winning the AFC. So, fear not, Patriots. Yeah, I think this is I think this is reputation, right? I mean, that that's what this is because when you look at, you know, the performance thus far, a lot to be desired for the Patriots when you look at their personnel on paper, 
you're like, mm, I guess. I guess well, they were missing Trey better. Flowers and they were missing they were Patrick Chung. Patrick Chung's like their centerpiece, right? The like, straw that stirs the drink. The no straw question. Straw that stirs the drink. And if you have, they were. I went back and watched. Like they're using three linebacker sets a lot, but they're not really playing that their linebackers a linebacker. He's like a stack backer or something crazy with their with their fronts. So they're it, they're just they're they couldn't get off the field. Their defense couldn't get off the field. This is uh, the the Aaron Rodgers uh, syndrome for me because I'm yeah. with you. It's like yeah, the Patriots aren't going to start one and three. You know, the Dolphins nope. are not going to start four and zero. That's not how this works. Now, what'll happen is the Patriots I have a closer on a roll. one though. Yeah, they'll win. Yeah, you do. You have it a lot tighter than. Uh, but but and that wouldn't surprise me. I think like I said, like we said, I mean Tannehill's been playing well. Adam Gase is a great play caller. He like you said. I mean and look at look at what Sean McVay's done for the Rams. Look at what Andy Reid routinely does. Uh, there are just guys that are good play callers. And like Kyle Shanahan's another one. You yep. know, and Adam Gase belongs in that conversation. And that's how you keep things close. It, think of it like in college football, right? When you're Alabama, you can play a pro style offense. Line up and say, hey, it's our best against your best. Guess what we're gonna do? kick the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. When you're Kentucky, you got to run a wacky spread and you've got to do something different because that's the only way you can win. And I think Adam Gase has recognized that. And and with what he has to work with, he's got to get creative and, and run these RPOs and run gadget plays because that's the way he's got to win with the players that he has. And he does a darn good job of it. And that's why you keep scores like this close when you're at a disadvantage i think the trick here is mike gasecki or him blocking or i think we see a Devontae parker touchdown it could be a mike gasecki game it could be he could be here we go but it's but i but i think it's the i think it's the Devontae parker but but here's what it is they're a team more than any of these other teams that are winning even two and one teams they need to play complementary football. They ha- the defense, the defensive front has to, and we've seen sometimes they've been able to pressure. They're missing William Hayes now, so it's going to be different. So honestly, it's like that complementary football is absolutely needs to keep happening, and their offense needs to stay super efficient if they have a chance to upset the Pats. Right. And for me, I think the Pats get them out of rhythm. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll take the Pats. All right, Browns Raiders, what do we got? Okay, Browns come into the black hole and leave with the win. 24 mm. 20 Three. 54.3%. That's the second least that's the second least confident. Just okay, so that's this is your second tightest game. Yep, second tightest game. And part of it it is honestly the Browns defense, especially yeah. on passing downs, especially in the middle of the field. Look at Joe Schobert, look at Denzel Ward, Terrence Mitchell, Miles Garrett, the front, the corners, the linebackers. They're all really working together and you know what's not been super great that I usually what's love? That? Raiders O-line. They've allowed a constant uptick that's in terrible. in Their pressures are a mess. from the, it's and you know you've seen Derek Carr have turnovers in it bad times. They've been able to yeah they've been able to script plays in the beginning. You see in the beginning of the game you see that you see the John Gruden effect in the beginning. They're able to exploit those scripted plays. He's great with, but you know what? When it comes crunch time, fourth quarter, that's when those turnovers are happening, and those are like super key times that you can't turn the ball over. It just can't right. So. That's yeah, what happens. Uh, the tackles, uh, Donald Penn's done. He's 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 finished. Oh, he's uh, so Colton nice. Miller like just him. a year, and he is. He's a wonderful guy and a great story. I mean, considering yeah, but they know, undrafted. Uh, yeah. You know, but but again, the the problem the problem with the Raiders and look, they should have drafted Derwin James. I don't know what the hell they were thinking in taking Colton Miller. Um, I mean, they wanted Mike McGlinchey. He wasn't there. They panicked. They needed help on that offensive line, and they took a guy who's probably a year away at least. He's super athletic. He's super long. He's just not ready to be a left tackle yet. Um, right. And as good as that, that's as good an interior line as there is mm-hmm. uh, with Hudson, Osemele, and Jackson. Yep. But the edges, 
they're getting wrecked. Um, that said, I'm still going to take the Raiders. Okay. Um, and- just because I, I, I think last week was 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 fluky for the Browns. I think it was a little bit fluky. Um, you know, I'm not taking anything away with what Baker did. That is impressive. A team that had not won in whatever 600 days. They're down 14 points. The dude comes in. It electrifies the stadium and a team, and they end up winning a contest. That's huge. But it was just fluky. the The Jets weren't blitzing. They were. They didn't they have a plan for him. Zone. Jamal Adams said it. They didn't have a yeah, plan for him. It, it made no sense. So I'm so going to say we're not getting out of this conversation without Baker's without Baker. Right? We're, no, we can't get through this conversation it. without it. And I'm going to say I'm going on record. We always we always say mean things about the Raiders secondary, but you know what? They're actually playing pretty well in coverage. Garen Conley looks great. Garen Conley's healthy. Yeah. And that, that's a, I mean, it's not that it's a bad secondary. It's just, a, you know, especially Garen Conley and Carl Joseph. Yep. I mean, those are two Carl players Joseph's that have my just, favorite yeah, players. Yeah. they've just dealt with injuries. Marcus right. Gilchrist, whatever. I mean, I, I'm, I'm indifferent there. That I'm saying Conley and I'm, I'm going to Carl Joseph and Garen Conley or who I'm yeah, going that's, with. Yeah, you but got anyways. a safety, you got a back. But Look, Baker, uh, though, Baker's the Baker's the reason that tips the scales. I mean, obviously the defense is the reason that so that's the most predictive, but Baker's the reason why I'm, like, not going to go back and figure out, like, if there's something in my model that's broken because the Baker brings something special. Baker, they don't they don't know what to expect from him yet. They don't know. They're he not going to have a plan ball. for him. He throws a great ball. He's, it, he's accurate. It seems like he's keeping kind of people happy. Keeping Jarvis Landry happy is a very important thing. I know that sounds stupid, but it's true. Keeping him happy is a big deal. So Baker's ability to hit all levels of the field and actually just not carry, doesn't seem phased by it, is a huge is a huge like his accuracy in every situation is a lot higher than other rookies that profile like him. I'll just uh I'll leave it at this. And then if you want to add anything, great, but this is this is kind of where I come out on this. Uh, Hugh Jackson, for as, as much as the media likes him, he can be super annoying. Uh, he's coming back to Oakland Alameda Coliseum with his chest puffed out, going like, hey, man, remember when I went 8-8? Eight and eight? How hard am I, right? That's going to happen. He's not going to shut up about it. You got a team that's 2-34 and 34 in the last two-plus years. Uh, you have Khalil Mack, who is currently your odds-on favorite to win the Defensive Player of the Year. And if you lose this game, you're now zero and four, and you lost a freaking Hugh Jack and a Browns team that went zero and sixteen last year with a rookie quarterback, and now you've got John Gruden going after his own quarterback, Derek Carr, who could have won the MVP three years ago, two years ago, uh, had he not broke his leg. And if you know, I think it was Mike Florio who had it at Pro Football Talk after this year. You can cut that guy on that one hundred twenty million dollar deal, and it ain't gonna hurt you. It's all year by year after this. And you're gonna. St- they lose this game. They they. I would project them to have the worst record. Reggie ever. McKenzie, be on blast. Matt Money Smith oh, coming for your job. I'm not. Matt I'm Money not coming, coming for his for job. job. John Gruden already <laughs> took his job. I mean that that's Fair. already that that's already. Fair. I'm coming for John Gruden's job. It's like you're gonna be drafting Justin Herbert. That's what you're gonna be talking about. You're like, hey, I'm getting cost certainty at the quarterback position. We're getting rid of the guy that cost me 20 million bucks. I mean that's like that's where they're gonna be if this gets sideways on them. This week, that's how big of it. Each of these teams, and I'm just spitballing here, Cynthia, before we move on. Each of these teams has one winning season since 2002. One. The the, the Raiders have been every bit as bad as the Browns since 2002. And if John Gruden, the $100 million man, loses to Hugh Jack. Then he's paying his the salary Browns, back. I'm telling you, like it, it's it, it is going to go down. That's why I'm taking the Raiders in this one because they just they can't lose this game. It's that big. It's their Super okay. Bowl. As I'm far still as going I'm Browns. Concerned. 
So the Browns. All right. all right, I've said my piece. Now I'm going like to lay out for Saints and Giants. You can do it all. All right, this one's going to be quick. 27-18 Saints. This one is 69.3% of the time the Saints end up as the winner in the simulations. The reason? The New Orleans offense. They can attack you through a run game, through a manufactured run game. That means pass catching by a running back. They got Michael Thomas, who no wide receiver. Who no wide And it's not just his catch completion rate. It's his ability to earn first downs, which is really what matters. And honestly, I don't know if anyone can catch him this year. He's been in the slot more often, shorter passes, more separation. Like These are all good things. The only side of the Giants that I want to point out, it's obviously, you know, look, I actually think in this game we see the defensive pressures come back from the States. I feel like I've said this now for a couple weeks, but I I think this is where we see it come back. The only, only, my favorite positive thing about the Giants here is Snacks Harrison because the interior of that D-line is great, so maybe Kamara's going to have to catch more passes. I mean, he got 20 targets last week. so How's he going to do that? wonder 20 <laughs> targets was it 14 receptions 20 targets last week it's crazy it, it, i'm with you look at least a touchdown I and obj a touchdown too because the saints defense is allowing ready wait for it a little bit 13.6 yards per target yeah, not yards per all, huh? reception yards per, per target target to wide receivers yeah all there's right, something really cowboys. cool about that yeah we're going back here easy one easy lions one. and cowboys oh you ready 24 21 roar Lions. I like it. I like the Lions too. Yep. I don't know. I don't know why more people aren't on the Lions. I, I do not get this. This uh, we we like the Cowboys here. Why? What, what what is it about the Cowboys you've seen so far this season that makes you like what they're doing? I think it's probably uh, there's been a lot of heat given to Scott Linhan about his play calling, right? And I looked into it because they said, oh, he calls boring plays. Blah blah blah. Well, who else do they got? First right. of all, but on third down and long, like six plus, he has only called. A short reception to a running back. It's not only been Zeke, but to a running back, and it's never worked. It hasn't converted. That's crazy. And by the way, Zeke's eating. It's just a lower volume. He's actually more productive on a per carry basis or per touch basis. But the real reason why this one goes in favor of the Lions: Stafford and a run game versus no Sean Lee. Okay, and a, and a defensive it. front with inconsistent pressure. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I I don't think it was an anomaly. Uh, what we saw against the Patriots. I think this is a team that's settling in, new coaching staff. Uh, Don't throw Matt like Stafford, five picks, Matt. You know? Keep them upright, and uh, and good things will happen. And I just, remember, I, it's Matt Stafford is from Dallas. Him and Clayton Kershaw, just so you know, minute. you're going to hear that somewhere. <laughs> Do you have any photos of them playing basketball together? I, pr- you know what? I'm gonna, I'll, know? I'll see if I can find one. You know, I'm being a smart. <laughs> I know, I know. They always run that same. I know. I'm photo. so over it. I'm yeah, so over you. it. I'm with you. I take the Lions. Seahawks, Cardinals, uh, NFC West tilt. Ready? Choose. Ready? What do you got? Twenty-one fourteen. Choose. Twenty-one fourteen. Cardinals. Fifty-five point six percent of the simulations. Yeah, you know. Seattle I, on the uh, road. Rosen. Intermediate passes. That's all this is. Larry Fitz gets back involved. David Christian Johnson, Kirk. Christian Kirk. Honestly, I I really I think that their Arizona's secondary is their defense kept them in it last game. So their secondary plus intermediate passes from Rosen tips the scales, and I think we see Josh Rosen come out on top. I know. We'll the go Cardinals to the have made me a fool. No, the Cardinals have made me a fool. I liked them so much at the start of this year. I love that old line. It's been terrible. Uh, I love David Johnson and him making, you know, a return to 2016 for him. Mike McCoy can't figure it out. Go figure. Uh, they have a pass rush. They have a top shelf corner. They've got an athletic, you know, two athletic linebackers. Like everything was there. And I can't figure out how it went so bad 
so fast. But, yeah, I mean, maybe it was Sam Bradford. Maybe the dude's just lost his fastball, and that's it. And we saw it up close and personal, and Rosen can fix it. There's always that, like, when they're – they don't really necessarily profile very similarly, Brad, Bradford and Rosen. So, to me, that switches in the, op- the opportunity, reinvigorates this offense. And this is a good one. I don't think Earl Thomas will show out like he did versus Dallas last week. So – that's why it is interesting that a guy that doesn't practice can get two picks in a game. But hey, he's, it's the NFL. These guys are good. That's what happens. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go with you. I was going to go Seahawks, but uh, you've convinced me. Thank you, Math, <laughs> and thank you, Cynthia. I'll uh, I'll take the Cardinals as well. Uh, all right, finally Thursday nighter. Let's go Vikings Rams. We're doing this late Wednesday, so as of now, so the that injury report is very obscure. Yes, it is. It <laughs> is. I have twenty six, twenty three Rams. That's Closer than I think you might imagine. The Rams come out on top in 64.8% of the simulation. And the biggest reason why? The Viking shaky O-line, especially the left side. Riley Reef could have a very long night. That's the left tackle. And just so you know, I looked into pretty deep on this one. It's actually pretty cool. So Cousins has been under pressure 62 times. That's the most. And then the next closest guy is 41. That's Matt Ryan. That came from our researchers, which is awesome. But if you look to see the difference between what happens on pressure on the left side versus the right side of the line, the left side is twice as many, almost twice as many turnover associated with almost twice as many turnovers and a lot less success in kind of every way that you want to shake want to want to slice it here so for me that one yes okay short passes target the linebackers and banged up cornerbacks cook's not 100 percent. the defense is not at full strength that's why i have the vikings not being able to pull it off here in the yeah. coliseum i'm with um it's it's interesting the injuries have really made this one a lot tighter than it should yep. be because i'm with you and it's not even reef so much as it is the interior of that line you know remmers and i don't i think it's Compton is that who's over there? Um, Tom yeah. Compton, I think, is their other guard because you get pressure from Aaron Donald, who just so now you got to help there. They don't really and have Donald any edge Wong pressure, Sue. you know, right there. And and if you're Philip Rivers, yeah, but you know you what, can, you can mask that. You can get the ball out quick. That's not Kirk Cousins, you know. That's that's he's he's going to be moved off his spot and. He's got and you saw what happens when now. Kirk Cousins gets too much pressure. Turnover exactly. City. It's a mess last week. Yep. Um, but. The, the secondary isn't going to be able to force him into coverage sacks because, right. you know, Shields was terrible last week. I mean, terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you're down both Peters and Tlaib, that's the one thing about this Rams team. Their ones are really good. It's probably the most talented team when, it, when you just measure ones. But people get hurt. And yep. now we're going to see it. Their depth is nil they have got no i mean they got malcolm brown behind todd Gurley. they've got sean Mannion behind jared goff their offensive line backups are brutal so and whitworth just had that knee situation so that's again it's a tough one to project just because i don't know what it's going to look like when it comes to who takes the field and and i think that's why you know we're kind of saying eh it's very I guess if you're forcing me to pick, I'll take the Great. Rams because of that exactly. Aaron Donald pressure, but I don't like it. Uh, it's not something I'm interested. It's not – let's just say it's not a game that I would – Confidently I'm very, I'm very comfortable um, right. projecting who a Correct. winner and what the score would be. There but we go. you want to know three things that I am confident about? I want your confidence picks because okay. you're 7-10 on the season. Okay. Cynthia, this so, has been your specialty. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game in New England than you might think. Everyone thinks Tom Brady revenge game. He's just going to crazy. You see the stats against you see the stats against Miami over the past however many years, and it's it's just bananas. And Tom Brady doesn't lose three in a row. And blah 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 blah. Twenty-four twenty-one. Yet New England still wins, but that's not a ton of points, right? That's you know. It's tighter than a lot of people think. Tighter, and it's, and it's also a lower score. A lower score overall. So okay. I think a closely fought matchup. So tight, close, low-scoring game. Yep. 
I think Buffalo also keeps it closer to Green Bay Same. than people. That. I differ. I differ on a confidence pick with you. <gasps> Look I love at it. That should come for like double. I think I actually differ on the other one too. I think okay. I said uh, I like okay. New England too. Oh no, All I right. I like I like it to be tight. So yes, I just differ on this one with you. Got it. And I'm then the one Green that Bay I really, truly think is... Okay, so this is your number one confidence. My pick. number one confidence of the week. Is? I think there's going to be more points than you might imagine in Philadelphia versus Tennessee. See, and I, I have 24-20 on that. I love it. Make a fool of me, Cynthia. Do it again. But, it, but you know what, though? You we even it said it before. We even said it before. It could be like 35-9. You know, like... It, right. it could, but like the but point is... Like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, like I it could you. be the, 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 the amount of points so that are So then I am scored. with you. I am right, with you. I think I said uh, I think I said twenty eight nine is what I had. Three field goals is all the Tennessee offense gets. So there you go. That's what I got. Then that's if you're I'm going like thirty five nine or forty one nine, if that's the case, right? If they're only kicking field, I think Carson Wentz. I think we I think we see some not right. crazy not crazy points, but more than you might think given Ooh, what we see. You got a hand slap happens. in there. You she did ain't get a hand slap around. in there. No, that's nope. number one. That's number one confidence pick. You're Boom. slapping your hands. All Absolutely, right, there it is. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for downloading, listening, sharing. Uh, we always appreciate when you engage us on Twitter. Uh, you know, or you share. might want to follow my Twitter because I, I I think we have something fun to do this week together. You do a lot of, of polls. Yeah. You do a lot of feedback. You, a lot of fun you do a lot do. of engaging. Absolutely. C uh, Freeland is her Twitter <laughs> handle. As a matter of fact, you might want to spell it because it isn't like F R E E L A N D. No, it's not. It's Norwegian. F R E L U N D. See, mine. It's not Norwegian. It's Smith. Smith. S M I T H. So there we go. Great stuff, Cynthia. As always, remember she is seven to ten on her confidence picks uh, through the first three weeks. I suspect she will do that again, and I will go over three on my confidence picks since I uh, disagreed with her on all. Actually, no, on two. There's a lot of spicy ones this week. My model got seemingly feisty to me. And remember, the Raiders lose, they're going to stop. If the Raiders lose, play the rest of the you're season. not going to be Matt they Money will, Smith. It's going to be no. Matt Money Hugh Smith, Jack GM will of. Be, no, they, Hugh Jack will be insufferable <laughs> if the uh, Browns so win. So you just don't game want him to win. Insufferable. <laughs> I'll say it again. Insufferable. <laughs> and go to MacWeldon.com and get yourself some great underwear. All right, people, use the promo code Game Theory. We'll be back next week. <laughs>